If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away. Because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation deck. It could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. I am really excited about today's freeform episode because we're actually talking about winter, which happens to be one of my favorite seasons. And I know that there's a lot of winter naysayers out there. I get it. It's dark. It's cold. It's, you know, sometimes there's snow. The roads can be bad. Not every aspect of winter is delightful, but I really do love the season of winter and what it stands for, what it gives us energetically, um, emotionally, and within our meditation practice. And so I wanted to really dive into different meditation practices that you can do to kind of harness this energy of winter. And winter is all about rest and reflection and slowing down and hibernation before we start the spring season um, where we have kind of that rebirth. And I think that it's just so important to just honor this time and our needs for rest and reflection. And really, I think that it's something that can be incredibly beautiful if we just sort of change our perspective on the season of winter. So that's what we're going to be exploring today. And I really do love winter. Like, I think it's like cozy and nice and I don't know, I'll talk more about why I love winter um, in a moment. But as we are approaching the end of the year, I wanted to bring back an old, not even an old tradition, I wanted to keep up with the tradition of the virtual New Year's Eve retreat. We haven't done an at-home retreat in a long time I think I think the summer was the last time that I did one, and they're just so special. I love creating these little at-home experiences for you guys. And the last three years, this will be the fourth year in a row that I've done a virtual at-home retreat. And we are doing it again. I've been having so much fun designing this year's um, retreat. And it really is just all about, at least for me, kind of setting that tone 
really kicking off the new year, some self-care, some self-discovery, relaxation, kind of creating this ritual. And when I was doing in-person retreats, the New Year's Eve retreat that I did pretty much every year just was always one of my favorites. And this and it's wild because like this time last year I was creating the virtual retreat but I was also creating the in-person retreat in Iceland I love going to Iceland for the New Year's I'm not traveling this year doing in-person retreats Um, but I just I love the event and like the ritual of doing something special for yourself after kind of that madness of the holidays and to kind of reset and refocus before we kind of capture that like New Year energy. I don't know. I just love it so much. And I've been having such a great time designing this year's retreat. So here's kind of the, you know, the what you need to know about about that retreat. So the theme is celebrate and cultivate. So it's all around celebrating what went well. Even if we don't feel like tons of things went well this year, we're going to celebrate another year, another season of life and the things that did go well. And then we're going to kind of reflect and rest and then cultivate the dream year ahead. So celebrate and cultivate. So this is what's going to be in the retreat. It is going to be done at your pace so you don't have to be there. Maybe you have other New Year's Eve plans. Um, You can get it and then you can do the retreat like it's pre-recorded. You can do it whenever you see fit. It's going to be about two and a half hours of content for the retreat and then another like hour and a half of bonus content almost. So like four hours of content. The retreat itself is going to start with an opening meditation and ritual for celebration. Then we'll go into a restorative yoga class for rest and reflection. We'll then go into a New Year's Eve yoga nidra practice that will end with a sound bath. And then I'm going to do a workshop on vision boarding. The last few years, this time of year, I've done a vision board. I'm obsessed with it. I just really... I. I'm really obsessed with it. And I have one from two years ago, 2022, that's actually still hanging up in my office. So many things have come true. It Some of it took me like more than a year, took me like two years. But I look at it now and I keep it there as like the celebration of everything that's happened. So we're going to do a workshop and I'm going to teach you how to like a vision board for your next year. And then we'll do a guided meditation to cultivate your dream year that you just kind of envisioned into this board for. And then we'll do a closing ritual. So all of that will be two and a half-ish hours. And then I'm adding some bonuses as well. So every year I add a, it's like kind of an old school video of me doing 108 sun salutations, which is a traditional practice done on the first of the year. So if you want to join me and many others in doing 108 sun salutations on the first of the year, there is a video walking you through that whole practice. There is a template. There's this exercise that I like to do where you write a letter to yourself. If you did last year's retreat, um, maybe you're going to open your letter this time and then write a new one. Wouldn't that be fun? And then I'm going to create a special New Year's Day guided meditation. Um, It's not going to be on the podcast. It's just going to be for this retreat for New Year's Day. And I'm creating a playlist to go with the retreat, which I think is kind of fun. So that is what's going to be in the retreat. So again, celebrate and cultivate. I'll put the link in the show notes um, so you can click it. You also, of course, can head over to the website, yogafreeonline.com. It'll be over there. I will let this retreat be available for six months. Um, So it'll be available basically until June 1st. So what is that? 
I guess that's five months. It'll be available until June 1st, so you can revisit this retreat. Um, it is $79, but I'm going to put a sliding scale option um, just because I want to make sure that it's open and accessible. So you'll see that when you check out that you can also do a, a choose what you pay option. And you can pre-save it now. You can sign up now and all the content is going to be unlocked on December 26th. And you can only join through January 5th. So some of us are listening to this episode a little bit later. January 5th will be when you can, the last day that you can join. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Um, I hope that you will join and be there it just really I don't know there really is just something about this time of year and that like post holiday chaos I think chaos is the right word um that that post yeah just that post holiday chaos and just taking the time to really say goodbye to the year behind and welcome in the year ahead so if you want to join me for that click the link in the show notes or head over to the website. I would love to have you there. It's just one of my favorite, favorite things. Um, yeah, that is that. Of course, you still have a couple of days to pre-order You Are Not Your Thoughts. Maybe you want to start on the second when that journal will be delivered to you. Um, an eight-week guided meditation journal for anxiety. If you pre-order before January 1st, I have those five bonus anxiety meditations for you as well. You just screenshot your pre-order, send it to me, and I'll respond in a timely manner with your bonus meditations. Okay, that's it. That's all the fun, exciting happenings. Let's talk about winter. Let's talk about winter meditation. And it's important to remember that the winter season is more than just like the holidays and the new year. That's obviously a big part of it. When we think about winter, we think about kind of the holidays, but we have to remember that winter is really just about to start with the solstice. And Sunday's meditation is a winter solstice meditation because it's the solstice is on the 21st. Um, but we're just starting the winter season. So we have the rest of December, we have January, we have February, you know, into March. And we have a lot of winter ahead of us. And there's something that's really special about winter. And as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, even just over the last you know year or so, um, is really thinking about living seasonally and thinking about how my life has different seasons, how things ebb and flow flows, and really think about these different seasons. It's really changed the way that honestly that I look at life, and it's just I don't know. I feel like it's really brought me a lot of clarity and understanding and like peace with those natural ebbs and flows of life. So quick overview, if you think about everything in life kind of having four seasons like we have in a year. Um, so you have the kind of beginning in spring, like that rebirth, that beginning, that blossoming, that budding, that's kind of that spring energy, new beginnings. And then we have summer, which is like playful it's you know growth it's transformation we then have fall which is like our time of the harvest like celebrating the basically our harvest so the things that came true or came to fruition during that spring and summertime and then we have winter which is the time of rest hibernation and death and it death i know is something that feels heavy obviously you know, I'm stating the obvious here, but I'm talking more of like the 
metaphorical death in a way, like the closing or the ending of a cycle. And so when I think about many different things in my life and having ebbs and flows, I think about them in these different seasons, how like my life has had you know, different seasons. I talked about in an episode in the fall, how like my childhood, like when I was born, that was like my spring, like my childhood was spring. And then I felt like my twenties was kind of like my summer, this like enjoyment. And now I feel like as I move into a new stage, I'm kind of transitioning into like my fall where I'm enjoying these harvests, these things that are now, you know, have come to fruition because of what I did in childhood and in my twenties and things like that. Um, And I don't know, just thinking about when do things come to a natural end and when have things come to that winter season of like it's time to hibernate, it's time to rest, maybe it's time to naturally kind of close this cycle. It's just really brought me a lot of clarity. So when we look at the year, winter is the time that we are resting, we're turning inward, we're reflecting, we're preparing and storing our energy before we start a new cycle in spring. And the way that I like to think about this season or describe it is by using trees. So trees in winter, they shed their leaves, they go dormant, they reduce their activity, and they fortify their root system during this time. And we are really meant to do something similar in winter, like the trees. So we're starting with kind of letting go at the beginning, right? Shedding the leaves and the trees. That can be like, you know, us letting go of unnecessary stressors, of letting go of old patterns, um, expectations, right? This is the time where we can really reflect and release, like shedding our leaves, letting go of the old from that past cycle. We conserve our energy or can conserve our energy in winter. This is like intentional rest. Uh, restorative yoga, yoga nidra, meditation, embracing kind of the comfort and coziness and quiet stillness of the winter season. And then rooting and grounding. So trees reinforce their root system during winter. And we can, in a way, really work with our root system by strengthening our connections to like family family and community and our inner selves and grounding ourselves kind of fortifying and becoming more rooted grounded and in a way stable and strong because we're taking that time instead of you know growing expanding doing blossoming we're just we're fortifying we're strengthening we're we're grounding we're rooting where we are we don't have to do we can just be and in this process, we're then preparing ourselves eventually for renewal when when spring rolls around in a few months. So all that stored energy, that root growth, all of that is going to be really important when we do start a new cycle. Um, we have to practice the self-care. We have to hibernate. We have to rest. And then spring, that's that time of like new beginnings, creativity, rebirth, fresh ideas, So we have to really embrace winter to not only close out a cycle, but then to prepare for a new cycle. And I really think about just the trees as kind of being this perfect metaphor as to what we can embrace during the winter season as well. And winter is also this perfect time to practice introspection, renewal, and play around with the idea of like light and dark. Um, Inner reflection is huge during winter time. Basically, it's this idea of like slowing down, turning inward, resting, releasing, and just preparing and leaning into some of the 
darkness or that can be interpreted as like the shadows, but also the idea of like dark or nighttime or like rest time. But then there's also this, you know, idea of playing with, with dark and light. And we, of course, we kick off the winter season with the winter solstice. The winter solstice is the longest night and shortest day of the year. And it really is meant to or is often interpreted as kind of this triumph of light over darkness. And it serves for this powerful reflection or opportunity to reflect on overcoming challenges and finding hope amidst the dark and having this rebirth, this renewal. And if you think about it, on the solstice, that will be the longest night, our longest period of darkness in the entire year, in this entire cycle. And when we're thinking bigger, kind of zooming out, right, if everything in life is this cycle, we will all have a, quote, longest night at some point. You can interpret that how you want. Um, I personally interpret that as, you know, my own longest nights are sometimes just those long, dark days that we sometimes have before more light starts coming in. And when we celebrate the longest night on the solstice, the winter solstice, every day after that, there will be a little bit more light in our day, every single day. And I think about light as being hope and being kind of like energy, this like light, hopeful energy and how we all have to have longest nights. But when you hit that longest night point, that means from that day on, you will be welcoming in more hope and light a little bit more every single day. And I think about this when I think about challenges. There will be a point when I am challenged where I will have kind of the darkest night. And that is often a turning point where then more hope and light will start slowly coming in after that. So looking a little bit deeper at the solstice, some of the themes of the solstice are going to be rebirth and renewal, again, symbolism of light and dark, and then inner reflection and meditation. So as the longest night gives us longer days, it symbolizes the birth of the sun and the return of the light. So kind of in these more um, mindful spiritual terms, it's seen as time for like a personal and collective renewal. So a chance to leave behind the old and embrace new beginnings. And this is a time to fully rest before we get spring and to reflect and to recharge so we can come back newer and stronger. And I think that as we talk about this idea of rest, and this is something that I personally have struggled with, is reminding myself that rest is not the same thing. Rest is not lazy. Rest is not bad. Rest is not the opposite of productivity. Rest is essential. It's actually extremely productive. And we need rest to be able to do more, quote, productive things. And when we take intentional rest, it's something that is extremely productive and essential to our well-being. So if you're someone like me where you've had to kind of rehab your relationship with the idea of rest and slowing down and turning inward and kind of hibernating, remember that rest is essential and it's actually extremely productive. So thinking about kind of that rest and that um, 
renewal time of winter. And then again, there's that symbolism of light and dark, especially right around the solstice. So there's this stark contrast between light and dark during the winter solstice. And it brings this really deep and profound symbolic meaning, right? Light is often associated with energy, illumination, hope, where darkness can often symbolize unknown challenges, darkness, sadness, death. And during this time, using practices that play off of this balance between these two opposing energies and really exploring the duality in life can be extremely powerful and illuminating in a way. And you'll even see this in different celebrations at the solstice time across different cultures and societies. And there's often a light element, lighting candles, bonfires, even sometimes like fireworks, kind of having these symbolic acts that represent light returning. We've been in the season of where things have been getting darker and darker and darker and darker. Now we're going to welcome the light back in and it will slowly return. And I just think that's really beautiful. And the solstice is also an extremely important time and a wonderful opportunity for inner reflection and contemplation. So this is really the time where you see this theme coming up time and time again during the winter solstice, like turn inward, reflect, set intentions for the coming year, kind of engage in these meditation practices that promote self-discovery, intentional rest, and reflection. And so I think the winter solstice, I just love how it marks this time of shifting into our intentional rest period. So I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on on the solstice. And even though it does feel like it has been winter, I mean, there's, I live in Minnesota, so there's, you know, there's snow on the ground here. It's cold. It has felt like winter, but it technically isn't winter for like another week or so. Um, but I just think it's a really beautiful time of year, not only like physically, you know, like actually beautiful with the snowfall and, you know, the lights and all of that. Also, I love, I, I love doing the New Year's Eve retreats. I've done it in Iceland a couple of times because it's so dark there. There's only a couple of hours of like light and it doesn't even like fully, you know, the sun doesn't fully um, rise every day, just like it kind of comes up and like things are light-ish for a little bit. But there's like, often we see like the northern lights, which is another kind of symbol that I see to be so beautiful of kind of this light piercing the darkness and like just this beauty. And there's something so cozy, I think about kind of dark and, and cold and like the northern lights and all of that. I don't know. It just feels like the perfect setting. And I just really love that feeling of winter. So even if you can't quite get around to loving and embracing, you know, some of the less beautiful aspects of winter, um, even if maybe we can consider honoring what this season means and its extreme importance in our in our cycles as we live not only every year for the seasons for the trees but also like for us and our endeavors and our different cycles of life and we are always changing and evolving and starting you know new cycles ending cycles being in the middle of cycles like things in our life are cyclical and this winter part of the cycle is extremely important okay hopping back in to 
our freeform episode, let's talk about some of my personal favorite and what I believe are some of the best meditation and mindfulness practices to do during this winter season to not only support you in this particular part of your cycle, your life cycle, but also just to kind of harness the energy of winter. So the first practice that I like is something that I call being still like a fresh snowfall. So you know that feeling right after it snowed. If you've ever been to a place where it snows, you know, like even, I swear, even when I wake up in the morning, if I didn't know it was going to snow overnight, it's like from the minute I open my eyes, I just can tell that it snowed overnight because it's like everything is quiet. It's so still. It's one of my favorite things. Can you tell what I'm talking about this? <laughs> that I'm like really into it. But it and like there's that like just that like crispness in the air, right? It just feels it's a different kind of cold and everything is just like so quiet and still. Do you know what I mean? I, I my other like, you know, my Midwestern people, my, you know, my Canadians, I know you know the feeling. It's like it's so still after and it's like that fresh snowfall, that beautiful like powdery snow. I like to take that same feeling and try to recreate it in my meditation practice. So really thinking about how can I become still like that fresh snowfall and just trying to sit and be still physically with my body and to be still as best I can with my mind and even my emotions and just letting myself exist and be still and have that same level of just quiet, calm, tranquil, completely still energy, just like a fresh snowfall. And bonus points is I like to really practice the stillness after a snowfall like this. Like I like to kind of look outside and reflect and like visually look at what's happening out there and to feel that feeling and then to try to meditate, to close my eyes, to turn inward and recreate that same feeling within. And I just feel like it brings me such peace and stillness, which I really love. And so embodying that idea of creating the energy of a fresh snowfall within you through meditation is something that I think is perfect for the winter season. And then playing off of that, another one that I love is letting your thoughts be like a snow globe. So when I was describing that last practice, you might be thinking, okay, cool, Kelly, but my mind is really busy. Um, if I try to just be still, like I don't know how to do that. I get distracted. I'm thinking about other things. And I like to use the same kind of snow imagery or snow globe imagery for thoughts and distractions. So that might feel or look like sitting, taking some deep breaths, trying to create that stillness. And then as thoughts pop up, letting them just kind of drift down, like your mind is a snow globe that at the beginning of our meditation, we kind of shook up and there's snow everywhere. And then just watching them slowly move down, slowly just like float down to the bottom of that, that snow globe. So distractions are like that. It's just another little flake that's coming down to rest on the bottom of the snow globe. Um, thoughts are like that. Just let them slowly. They don't have to automatically disappear. But how can we create those distractions and disturbances and thoughts, all of that, that mental activity, how can we make that like the snow falling in a snow globe? And I find this to be a really useful practice and also imagery for when I'm not only personally 
working through having a really busy mind during meditation, but this is one that a lot of my students have found to be really useful. Like, what do I do with my thoughts? It's like, just kind of let them just slowly drift down like the snowflakes in a snow globe. So I don't know. Should we call that snow meditation? Should we put those two together and just say snow meditation? Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me. I want to be outside. I want to be busy. I want to be doing things. And I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food, big messy meals. I don't have to think about like, oh, what am I going to feed myself this week. It's all done for me with Factor. And thanks to Factor's fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasty meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy nutritious options you all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital i like them for those busy days where i'm on the go with the kids and i can treat myself to these restaurant quality meals in just two minutes and we're talking really great ingredients here like blackened salmon yes please and all of that without shopping prepping cooking or cleaning up so head to factormeals.com in minutes 50 and use code in minutes 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month. That's code InMinutes50 at factormeals.com slash InMinutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. That, my friends, is the sound of another sale on Shopify. And let me tell you, when I first started podcasting, I was not thinking about an online store at all. I was just excited that I had figured out how to basically create an audio file and get it out into the universe. I wasn't thinking about the possibilities or what things would look like years on down the road. And now that I'm selling books and decks and meditation scripts, I have found that not only is an online store so important, but it is so easy now that I've discovered Shopify. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out or maybe you just hit your millionth sale. Shopify has amazing support to help you along the way, and it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, and it's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And like, honestly, the one thing I wish I would have done differently with my online store is just started it sooner. And Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And the reason is, is because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Another practice that I love is, again, really embracing this idea of darkness. Um, and that can be a few different things. Moon meditations are really nice during this time. Um, the moon is obviously out during the time of darkness, but the moon itself is kind of this symbol of light 
within the darkness, right? Just kind of like a candle. Um, the moon also symbolizes kind of like creativity and this and sort of the soft feminine cooling calming energy so any meditation where you're working with the moon is really powerful during winter even just maybe sitting um, at night and meditating and letting the moonlight come in through your window thinking about kind of that moonlight energy being calming for you any moon work or moon meditation work is really powerful during the winter season and also evening meditations so we have a lot more darkness right now and I know that sometimes we feel like you know we want to get up and do all of the things and meditate first thing in the morning and if that works for you that is amazing if that's working for you keep doing that but consider adding an evening meditation too, kind of a softer, a calming, a cooling practice where we're embodying that nighttime energy of like slowing down, turning inward, just relaxing the body, doing like a body scan, um, you know, listening to a relaxation guided meditation, alleviating some of that stress and just embracing the energy of winter with the intentional rest, but also the darkness that comes with it. And I've really been enjoying my own personal evening nighttime meditations every single night. Uh, I, you know, whether I meditated earlier in the day or not, sometimes I'm doing more than one meditation during the day, but I'm every single night I've been meditating at night. And it just feels like such a nice way to let go of the day behind me, to embrace the darkness, the quiet, and I've just been sleeping so much better. So since we have more darkness, why not harness that energy and start doing evening meditations? So something to consider. Another practice is embracing coziness. So there is this term, I'm sure you've heard it or seen it like written on things where it's, I believe it's pronounced huga, huga. Um, H-Y-G-G-E, Huga. I looked up like I went on Google and had a little pronunciation thing and I clicked, you know, the button and it told me how to, that's how, that's how Google told me to say it. So I apologize um, if that is not right. But it's basically this idea of kind of creating a warm and comfortable atmosphere, like the coziness, having comforting rituals like sipping a warm beverage, cozying up with blankets, cultivating a sense of like contentment and just these simple little pleasures, which like I was built for this, you guys. <laughs> I was built for a dark winter night with a cozy, warm, plush blanket, like a cup of tea and like a little glow from the lights on my Christmas tree. Like I was built for that kind of energy and I could do that like all the time. I just love it. It feels so cozy and nourishing and beautiful. And so how can we embrace that same coziness in our meditation practice or even in our mindfulness practice? Again, meditation and mindfulness. Meditation is single-pointed concentration. So if your mind is a light bulb, it's taking that light bulb and turning it into a laser pointer. And then mindfulness is if your mind is a light bulb, turning the light up all the way to fully illuminate something that you're doing. So they're like um, cousins, not twins, or siblings, not twins. And in terms of mindfulness, that could look like creating this cozy little night ritual for yourself. Is that putting on a pair of fluffy socks? Maybe that could be a cup of tea before bed. It could be that evening meditation if you want. But embracing coziness, 
not feeling like, you know, it gets dark, it gets dark here at like 4 p.m. at my house and not feeling and like, okay, my kids go to bed. Well, I don't know. The pork chop goes to bed and is usually, you know, in his room by 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock. Poppy, I don't know. She's just a big question mark. She's a baby. What is day? What is night with her? I don't know. But pork chop is usually in bed by 7.30, 8 o'clock. And so what can I do at nighttime to take that time to really honor myself, to create this little cozy ritual for me? You know, it's usually I do like my little bit of skincare. I put on like my comfy, cozy pajamas. I go, you know, if I'm not on poppy duty, I go to bed and I do my evening meditation and then that's it. I like to, if I do have to do any chores or anything like that at night, I try to make them really cozy. I like to do them in front of my Christmas tree and like that kind of amber glow is really comforting. Um, you know, sometimes I'll read a little bit. I often fall asleep after a few pages, but that's something that's nice. Like creating a little nighttime ritual for yourself and embracing the coziness of winter is something that can be extremely comforting and nourishing during this winter season. And remember that rest is not lazy. You don't have to, if you're feeling like it's dark out, I want to be cozy. I want to watch a movie with a blanket. Do it. Rest is not lazy. It's actually extremely productive. We need rest in order to function and to be productive and to do. Sometimes we have to be and sometimes we do. And if we're constantly in doing mode, we're just going to burn ourselves out and we're going to try to, you know, pour from an empty cup. So let yourself be in that being mode instead of doing mode. So embracing the coziness. Also, any kind of visualization that feels cozy and comfy and, you know, warm to you. This can be a wonderful time to incorporate that into your meditation practice, relaxing breath work, um, body scans, those um, like bath time meditations, creating these special little rituals to embrace the darkness and the coziness of winter can be so wonderful during this time. And then, of course, gratitude and reflection. These are two really strong themes for the winter season. Winter is seen as a time for gratitude, right? So any little gratitation practice, gratitude meditation practice, gratitude lists, gratitude reflection, any kind of gratitude that you can infuse into your meditation practice is going to be perfect for winter. Um, This is also a time where you can reflect on lessons learned, um, setting positive intentions, thinking about the upcoming year, reflecting on, you know, resting, reflecting on your day, reflect on your week, this current season, your year. Journaling is a wonderful practice for reflection, Um, opening up to, you know, observations, uh, just making note without judgment of, you know, what's happening within you and around you. Also, I love to do what I call open observation meditation. Open observation meditation is where you just sit and be. So it's just truly just observing without judgment. Um, we can do this in particular when things are feeling tricky, right? If you're feeling frustrated, just be just open observation, just observing the frustration. Where's it coming from? Where am I feeling it? How am I feeling it? Um, open observation meditation, just observing what is happening within you and around you. Perfect for wintertime. Um, any kind of gratitude practice, any kind of reflection practice, perfect for this time of year. 
Another great practice for winter is to focus on grounding. So just like trees are kind of reinforcing their roots at this time, we can do that too. So grounding meditations, that's going to be um, maybe like visualizing, like physically visualizing roots growing down from your body into the earth, becoming strong and sturdy and reaching out far and wide, like really grounding. And I love working with this literal imagery of like wanting to ground, wanting to fortify our roots, like being present, being strong, being grounded. I just really love that practice. You can also do a grounding object meditation. So this is where you hold a grounding object, like a stone in your hand and you feel its texture, you feel its weight, its temperature. And you just really focus on the sensory experience of holding that grounding object and like just allowing it to really anchor you to the present moment. Um, you could also add like a heating pack to your feet or hold it on your abdomen or on your back and just kind of notice that warm sensation and letting that heat, especially in winter, ground you and bring you to the present moment. So um, sometimes also doing like a body scan, like a physical kind of sensory meditation can be quite grounding. And then this is also a great time to do some chakra meditation. So focusing on the root chakra, again, visualizing those roots, focusing on a red disc at the base of the spine, um, focusing on feelings of safety, security, um, yeah, so you could do like root chakra meditation work as well. And then a few different practices. I'll put these more in kind of like the mindfulness category, if you will, or like the, um, I don't know, the just self-care category. But vision boarding, as you heard me talk about at the top of the episode, I'm going to do an entire workshop on vision boarding at the virtual retreat, um, I just, this truly has been one of my favorite things to do. I started doing it two years ago. I've, I've done vision boarding on and off, but two years ago, I started right around New Year's Eve doing this kind of like vision boarding ritual, and it's really special to me. And I just really take some time to kind of meditate and reflect and then like imagine what I want for the next year. And then I do mine online. I don't have like a bunch of like magazines and stuff sitting around, but you certainly can like clip out pictures. Um, but then I create this this vision board, this board where I where sometimes it's like words that I write or like images, goals, things like that. And I just put it visually in a space and then I usually put it up in my office and I look at it because a lot of what I put on my vision board is like, I guess I shouldn't even say it's mostly work stuff because now I'm thinking back to like, the one that I did two years ago that I still have hanging up. A lot of it was like personal too. Um, but I don't know. There's something about really thinking about what I want to cultivate for the upcoming year, like what I want to embody, what I want to focus on, and then having it somewhere where I look at it a lot and get reminded of like what I really wanted for myself and for this year. It's just such a powerful practice. You can do this anytime, but I find it to be particularly powerful right around the new year. So New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I think that's like a perfect, beautiful, like peak time to practice vision boarding. Also slowing down with restorative yoga and yoga nidra. 
Restorative yoga is all about slowing down, resting, being introspective, honoring our body's need for that restoration and rest and rejuvenation that you get through slowing down intentionally. So restorative yoga is like perfect for a cozy little winter practice. And then yoga nidra. So yoga nidra, as we know, it translates to the term yogic sleep. And so when we think about kind of the darkness and the night and you know, honoring that space, there's like not a better time to just get in bed early. Maybe this could be part of your evening ritual. Get in bed early, get that little heating pack. I don't know, maybe you have like an eye mask or something and just like listening to a yoga nidra practice. Like winter is perfect for things like restorative yoga and yoga nidra where you're really slowing down, you're turning inward, you're reflecting, you're cultivating, you're practicing more of the being than the doing. Another practice that I like to do is something that I call reflect, release, recreate. And this is a similar, I do different iterations of this exercise where you take a piece of paper and I do this. Um, this is one that I actually came up with when I was designing the meditation journal. And I just love it. I do it all the time for different things now where you take your piece of paper, you do it, and you create three columns. And for these three columns, you're going to write reflect on one, release on another, and recreate on the third. And first, you're going to like reflect on the past. So you're just going to reflect on like whatever it is that you're that you're working on. So maybe you want to do one for the end of the year. You're going to reflect on like what happened, like the big things that happened at this past year. Then for release, you're going to write down what you're ready to release and not carry with you into the new year. And then for recreate, you're going to basically write the new things or what you want to do differently or what you want to recreate for the next year. And I just find something about kind of splitting a paper into three sections and doing this like, you know, reflecting, what am I going to release? What am I going to recreate or or make different going forward. Like seeing it on paper, I think it's just really useful and powerful. And since winter is all about the energy of like reflecting and releasing, like kind of reflecting and being dormant, I love this practice for that. And then two more practices here. So one is using your senses outside in this season. And I know it's cold. I get it, guys. One of my very best friends is like, allergic to the cold (laughs) and and you can do this if you want you know you could go outside just for a little bit you could do this from your window if you want but using your senses this is really grounding so we're getting to that grounding energy of winter we're also you know looking at like a winter landscape um but when you have kind of these harsher sensory experiences like going outside in winter and you only have to do it for a couple of minutes it can be really powerful and so going outside and being like what do I feel I feel the cold or I feel that crisp air as I breathe what do I hear I hear snow crunching under my feet I hear you know whatever wind knocking snow off of the branches you know what do I see I see this pristine white like 
I think when we think about an outdoor meditation or an outdoor sensory experience when it comes to meditation, we think about things like forest bathing, we think about greenery, we think about kind of a spring, summer, even a fall practice, but we can apply the same thing to winter and it can really help us tap into that winter energy. You only have to do it for a couple of minutes. And then the last one is any guided meditation for relaxing and unwinding. This is not the time that you need to do. If you want to do a more activating meditation, you can. If you want to do morning meditations, you know, motivational meditations, things like that, you absolutely can do that. But if you're feeling this pull to really get into that restful state, that being instead of doing, think about doing some meditations that are really relaxing, calming, stress relieving, soothing, unwinding. This is the perfect time to do that and just harness that energy. So anything that has like relaxing, stress relief, calming, anything like that in the title, winter is a perfect time to do one of those. So those were all of my notes, my personal favorite winter meditation mindfulness practices. I hope you give some of these a try. And maybe if you are just not a winter person, maybe just give it a shot. Give the coziness a shot. That's usually like a good place to to start is to just have a little cozy evening ritual and see if you don't feel you know a little bit better and and embrace this time of being instead of doing and reminding yourself that rest is not lazy it is essential and it's actually quite productive our our bodies need it they need kind of return to this like default mode um so yeah that's that happy solstice coming up sunday's meditation is a guided meditation for the winter solstice and i hope to see you at the virtual New Year's Eve retreat. Again, it's done at your own time. I'm working on recording it kind of as we as we speak, as you listen to this. And it will all be released on December 26th, but you can sign up now and then it will all get unlocked then. And you can sign up through January 5th and then you'll have access until June 1st. Um, and yeah, all like four hours worth of stuff. So you can really just kick off 2024 in a beautiful, intentional way. And you still have a few days left to pre-order Mindful Minutes, You Are Not Your Thoughts, an eight-week guided meditation journal for anxiety. If you do pre-order it, take a screenshot, email it to me, info at yogafreeonline.com, and I will email you five bonus anxiety meditations. But you have to do that before January 1st. Okay. I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope that you are just, I don't know, wherever you're at, I hope you're doing well. And thank you so much for being here.